0: Up in the clouds, they saying I'll extress. I've been feeling down, pray to God that I'm a next. Remember when she blew me off? That's why I can't text. Now she called me petty, but I swear I can't forget this ain't a test. Now they say
1: that I bought Hello like and you thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, The Warrior Way. A West Cliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermett, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. All right, Sean, we are back with another exciting podcast and I'm fired up today because we are in the middle of a sports tornado. There is so much going on and so much to talk about and uh, not the least of which is the return to the practice fields for Westcliff University. Uh, Most of our teams are back in action, uh, which is exciting. Always nice to be back on the field and getting some uh, sports workout done. You are in Indianapolis and uh, you have the luxury of taking in many of the games there uh, for the NCAA tournament. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but I also have a couple of fast facts for you. Did you know that a table tennis ball or a ping pong ball can actually travel off a paddle at a speed of 105.6 miles an hour because it is due to the force it absorbs when it, of course, is hit by the paddle. Do you have any designs on starting a table tennis team for Westcliff?
2: You know what? None. <laughs>
1: okay. That was, <laughs> that was pretty succinct and right to the point. I got it. Okay just sounded funny because I thought maybe, you know, you'd talk about it a little bit and we'd talk it out and figure it out, but absolutely not. So, okay, that is a definitive answer. Thank you very much for your directness. Uh, the other one I have is to this day, interestingly, that the oldest sports event in the United States is the Kentucky Derby. It first began in 1875. The second oldest sports event in the United States is the Westminster kennel club dog show which began a year later in 1876 i don't know if that's a sport do we consider that a sport dog show
2: yeah i mean okay. you gotta get the dogs right all
1: right all right i mean i have a dog i think you have a dog we're dog I people do. I yeah, got admit-
2: what, what's your dog name
1: what's my dog's name or what yeah. breed? Uh,
2: yeah. what's your dog name what's the breed
1: she is a schnoodle okay uh, a schnauzer poodle uh and um She was a rescue. We got her out of a shelter. We hit the jackpot with her. She's a great dog. So we called her Jolly because she always seems to be in a good mood. So we named her Jolly. What about your dog?
2: Uh, My dog uh, also was from a rescue, but he was a puppy. Mm
1: -hmm. But
2: um, his name is Kobe.
1: Of course it is. So yeah, he's
2: a Rockwaller boxer mix. So he's a Rockwaller boxer. So it's a Boxer.
1: Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, A lot of coaches... With Westcliff have dogs. I remember we all posted pictures of them on our uh, WhatsApp feed uh, many months ago. So we're, we're definitely a dog family, I think.
2: No, no, we're a huge uh, dog family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know what I do, um, especially amid the, the pandemic without Kobe,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, uh, really played an instrumental role uh, in my sanity you know
1: yeah you know that's an interesting point you make um a lot of the um rescues and kennels and places in in our area here in california are empty a lot of people because of the pandemic and are stuck inside have adopted dogs and pets i should say not just dogs but um it's one uh one actually good thing that's kind of come out of the pandemic is that all these all these wayward pets have found uh, their forever homes which is kind of a neat thing yeah no
2: i i definitely uh I'm glad that that has been a silver lining throughout yeah. all of this. Yeah. And, um, you know, what was crazy, you you mentioned the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, pretty cool to know how long that's been going on. Mm. I mean, but, you know, I have this saying, you know, I have a bunch of sayings, but, yep. you know, regarding ta- talent, right? You, you would never run a Kentucky Derby with a donkey. So,
1: <laughs> okay. That's my Sean Harris yeah. quote for the week.
2: You know what I'm saying? So, although that donkey's short footed, we definitely can't run the race in the Kentucky Derby with it. So, uh, that's how I feel about um, when we talk about Westcliff. We got a bunch of thoroughbreds here, Hmm. uh, nothing but top notch first round draft picks. And we back on the field of play, baby. Let's talk about that. We back on the field of play. Uh, We're practicing, you know, we're moving, we're grooving. Uh, We got some exciting athletes, we got some exciting coaches, and uh, it's been a long time coming. Mm. So I'm happy to say that we are moving and trending in the right direction with this COVID situation.
1: Yep. It's, uh, as you say, it's been a long, slow train, but we're starting to pick up steam on those tracks now. And uh, quite honestly, you know, baseball's been back for a couple of weeks, and I'm very sore because we just had four months off and throwing batting practice and hitting fungos and doing all those things again. And oh my goodness. Uh, I, I need are to you the, complaining? The sir? No, you. I'm really not complaining because I. It's a good kind of a sore. Believe me, I'd rather be like this. And and uh, I not, thought not that have you supposed
2: to stay ready, so you didn't have you to have get to me. get ready. The hell wrong with you? Being sore <laughs> you know, what you're, you're absolutely sore about, bro? you're absolutely you sore right.
1: I just it's but as I say, it's a good kind of sore. I put on a little analgesic. I got my back brace on, and and I take my walker out there, and I can still throw BPs.
2: Hey. <laughs> You know what? I'm, I'm sure that you got a walker that's tricked out if you got one. You know? Yeah, I,
1: I got one blue tennis ball and one gold tennis ball at the bottom.
2: You're getting a lot of slide action with those two.
1: Absolutely. But, you know, again, it's great to see on social media all of the videos and the pictures from all of the teams. You know, men's basketball and women's basketball is back at it. All the sports. You know, it's, it's exciting to see that we're back on the field. Hey, and look.
2: I have a – yeah, I'm, I'm so excited because, you know, this is this is our happy place, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like, you know, of course, personally, I had faith over fear. And I know we kind of visited this during the, during the whole pandemic, but we had to make some decisions that was right for our situation and come to find out that California was the toughest state. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we still got a lot more restrictions than a lot of other states. I know it's good to be a lot of a mass, um, you know, mandatory things going to be lifted here in a lot of states.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: California is restricted, so we still have to follow those protocols. But besides that, you know, I, I said, hey, you know, I looked at the data. I said, I'm going to have um, as much faith as I can in my my players and and coaches and staff. And I said, hey, let's start out the gate with full contact. So we didn't wait in the water. We got right at it. Mm-hmm. You know, got right at it, and, and, and thus far, um, things are working out to, um, you know, to the plan. So, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, man, knock on some wood.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, you and I had discussed this a, a while back. In the midst of all of this, with there's so many institutions that are struggling and so many sports and at some of these schools that have been cut, and um, some entire athletic departments have been shut down. We took the opposite tack we added sports, we added students and our, our athletic enrollment has skyrocketed. Um, And, you know, there are very few schools that took that point of view and it's kind of a short-sighted point if you're looking at it over just a few weeks, but if you look at it in the long run, everyone would understand that, oh my goodness, this is so, this is so much more positive than the short term. Um, And there's only a handful of schools that really uh, took the expansion point of view. As we did, and we did it early. We we must have been, you know, one of the first schools, if not the first school, that took yes, that point say of view.
2: We, we were what now?
1: I said we must have been one of the first schools, if not the first oh, school. Oh, okay, that it louder,
2: it. Say it louder so they can hear you in the back <laughs> okay. of the room.
1: In the okay. back of the room. We we definitely were the first university to Absolutely. take to take that point of view where we said, we're gonna go forward, we're going to expand, we're not going to contract. And it's, we certain, think that it's paid strange. off.
2: Sure, we're yep, yep. a trendsetter. We the tip of the spear. Like we we wasn't gonna wait. Okay. When things get tough, you know, I come from that area of 21811, baby. When <laughs> things get tough, you double down, baby. Yep. yep. You double down. You don't you don't fold like a shirt. You stand up and be accounted for. It. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we got some rough riders here at West Cliff. We got our coaches that's not willing. I mean, they they're not willing to let down. Easy. You know, they they all about being in those trenches. Tighten up those bootstraps,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right?
2: Absolutely. Climbing hills, man. You yep. know, biting down on that bottom lip. You don't hear me, Sherm. You don't hear me. That's 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 what we do around here. So yep. we, we got to lead from the front. And I think we're doing a good uh, job of uh, listening to the data, being smart about it. I think we're still being strategic, but I think also we're we're groundbreaking right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, I'm absolutely. Excited.
2: I'm excited about uh, what's 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 in front of us than what's behind us
1: well you know you can draw on what's behind you from experience that help helps you hopefully make an informed decision for the future but you know it's all about what's in front as you say it's all about where we're headed and we're still ramping up we're by no means at the plateau we're, we're still on the way up we've got uh, you know emerging sports we've got uh the rosters that are expanding uh, shut we're at the
2: front here. door. We'll shut the front door. do she tell tell our business out here? I told you, I don't,
1: I don't kiss and tell out here on these streets. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm being fairly general. I'm not being too okay. specific, all but right. yeah. But uh, as I say, you know, we've got, we've got emerging sports. We've added uh, so many sports and so many coaches and so many athletes that, you know, we're at the forefront uh, and other universities will probably take a look at us down the road. If they're overlooking us now, and they're going to say, how did you get to that point?
2: Well, hey, sir, why don't you tell them how we got to that point? How we what? What is this? What is this bedrock of these five C's that well, we? I was,
1: I was just going to go there. Hey,
2: Absolutely. Hey, you tell me, sir. You well, tell. Me.
1: We are going to find great athletes and coaches with superior character mm. who, can, who can establish an exceptional culture, while making a tremendous impact in the community by being fully committed to excellence, which well, will translate to championships. That's our five right, babies. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that is the, the foundation for everything we do uh, athletically. And, you know, to a certain extent, academically as well. Absolutely, uh,
2: hey, Yeah, yeah. our here.
1: entire university has adapted that.
2: Hey, let me tell you, I'm so proud of our academic warriors. That's what we call our high achievers. Mm-hmm. It pretty much was everyone. I'm here to tell you, like, I uh, looked at um, the numbers that came across in the middle of this pandemic with all the things that are broken. You know, we were able to take broken the booming you know, in a classroom. And our entire athletic department is cumulative grade point averages of 3.0 yep.
1: GPA,
2: which is huge considering mm-hmm. all the things that's going on. And then our underclassmen, you know, are averaging right about 2.98, you know, so the newcomers are coming in and they're understanding what we're asking out of them, what the expectations are, and they're performing in the classroom and. And, you know it takes a village to do that that means we got great professors great administrators great um, staff but more importantly you know we got great coaches and great student athletes who uh, just uh, understand that it is student before athlete and mm-hmm. they grasp that to the highest level right and they're understanding that it's important to accept this academic offering that we're providing and then perform at the highest level. So I think, you know, it's amazing to see some of the things. I mean, I sometimes I don't want to harp on it, Sharon, because we, we're doing so well. I don't want to seem like we're bragging or boasting, boasting about it, you know, but but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're performing, you know. Uh, sometimes my wife said, you know, don't show off. I, hey, But here's my deal. Okay. If you don't want me to dance in the end zone, don't let me score, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to dance in the end zone. Cam Newton. Yeah. you hey, know it's, what? There, baby. it's hard to get past the goal line. Yeah. So when I get in there, baby, I'm going to do my two step. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And we're going to do our two step here in this athletic world. It is entertainment. Let's not act like it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, we, and it is a competition. Right. But we're not mad, but we do want to be first. Right. So we got to go ahead and, uh, put our shoulders back, have our chest out and, and speak loud and speak our truth. And it looks like that we're doing a great job uh, in the classroom as well in the field of competition. So I'm, I'm extremely proud of everyone who has that logo on their chest.
1: Oh yeah.
3: So
2: yeah. I'm, I'm very, very uh, happy with where we're trending to.
1: Well, one of the products of um, the pandemic now Obviously, the online learning as opposed to the on-campus learning is is a bit different. But when we took our break, as we did after our uh, when we kind of stopped our activity on the field, it gave our student-athletes the opportunity to focus solely on their academics. We weren't on the field. We took a break from being on the field. So, hey, and I made sure the baseball team knew this. I'm sure all the other coaches did the same thing. Said, listen, there's nothing to concentrate on right now but your schoolwork. So let's get ahead of that. And as you say, as an athletic department, we're at 3.0. That, that is a monument. I don't know how many athletic departments can say that.
2: And you know what it was before I took over, Sherm?
1: <laughs> we had 43 well, athletes in two, three sports. You know, and I, we were... you know,
2: it was so, listen, like, here's the deal, Sherm. Like, I mean, that, that, that what you just said, that was, uh, um, I wish we did have 43 athletes. Um, you know, at that time, you know, you could find Westcliff Athletics only at the cemetery. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where it was. And you know, there was like, hey, take this, you know, job. And I, I went to look for it and I'm looking all around Irvine. I had to go to the cemetery, you know. Yeah. And then when I got there, the headstone whew, mm. I had to dust it off. Well, and, and let me tell you, the the flowers, it was no flowers, it was weeds, right? Mm-hmm. So we had about two sports, 25 athletes, two coaches, um, you know, which is it was crazy, right? So we have it was really crazy, right? 20, yeah. 20, student athletes. Now we have over 250, right? Two coaches, we have over about 60.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Two sports, we have about 25. Yeah. Right. And the GPA, right, was a, a dismal 1.08. Okay. I don't think nobody was coming to school. I mean, look, you can sit in your class. I mean, the SAT give you more points than that just by putting <laughs> your name on it. Right. No conference, right? We were right. on we were on the do not. Do right. List, right. We were right? on the do not playlist, right? And nobody wanted to be at an uh, arm's length from us because we stink. We were stinky. <laughs> okay. We was really, really stinky. We were funky, bro. <laughs>
1: really? Well, That's you know what? Okay, so I got to ask you a question because you and I have discussed this before, but uh, a little bit. You know, you had a few other opportunities. So, what did? What about Westcliff? At that point in time, where Westcliff was, and we wasn't anywhere.
2: We were in the cemetery. We was in the cemetery. Okay, well,
1: at least we knew where we were. But we, I didn't know that. I had
2: to find it. Sure, I
1: didn't didn't
2: know where we were to be told. Yeah, we were not. I joke about it now, but. It, listen, I had to, it was a point there where, you know, I have a little bit of commute coming from Irvine to Marietta, right? Yeah. My oh league. yeah. And, yeah. uh, I can't lie to you about 20 times. I was like, maybe I shouldn't take this gig. Hmm. You know, it did come across, but then I thought about everybody who made a sacrifice before me. Right. Historically. Right.
1: Okay. okay.
2: You know, that, that has been, you know, um, really in a situation where they didn't have an opportunity even to take a job like this Mm. right you know not not to take us too far in the mud but that's where i was thinking right how many people who never received this opportunity who was never given a chance there were so many disparities right you know that people couldn't see between the color lines and opportunity and things of that way, right? All of these things that's been impacted by the 14th Amendment, because we won't enforce it, right? So at that point, it changed my mind, right? And my mindset. And you got a chance to talk to one of my mentors, Dan Marr. He kind of told ahead. me that part of the story, but I was conflicted, man, on the on the, on the on the drive home. And I was very, very conflicted as, you know, once I started peeling away the layers of the onion, to see exactly what the situation was. So I I didn't feel like I was misled by the university, but I can tell you, look, you know, nobody, you know, give you all their deep secrets, right? So Mm -hmm. I just didn't have a great measurement, you know, till I walked through the door of what it really looked like, you know? And once I discovered that I had an opportunity, I had a choice, you know? And then I thought about my grandmom, you know, Mm-hmm. We had the same similar opportunity maybe 30, 40 years ago or, 50, you know, at the time, you know, for our family, you know, she was a, you know, um, came from an abusive uh, relationship when my grandfather had six kids and she was in a welfare line. And and when she was in a welfare line, her name is Joyce Cotman, Joyce Harris Cotman, um, the matriarch of my family. And it was a sign saying, hey, be a LVN. Or she could have went to the welfare line and got a check, right, for six kids,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: being a better woman. And she decided to pick education, right, over a handout. That changed the trajectory of my family. Mm-hmm. Right? So I knew that story, and I knew at that point that I had to double down, right? Now, she went on to have a successful career and became an RN, and my family's been tremendous since then, right? because of that one decision, right? To to just put in the work instead of putting your hand out for a handout. And I'm not saying anything wrong with the other choice, right? But it takes some gumption, right? It takes some self-fortitude. It takes some, you know, stick to itiveness to say, hey, I got six screaming kids, you know, I need money immediately now, but I'm investing myself. So um, to correlate both stories together. I said, hey, I'm a double down, right? And I'm gonna believe in me, my ability, my influence, uh, my connections, my two, two degrees of separation of the relationships that I made over the years. And, you know, came up with these five C's to be the bedrock of what we're seeing that is on track to be something special. But it's still an untold story because we still need to cash that check. Sure, you know what I'm saying? But I can tell you, we're doing a good job of, uh, you know, um, getting some of the things and resources together to be able to be in a position to be um, a dynasty out here um, in this NAIA world. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that.
1: Oh, absolutely. But your grandmother, I want to go back to that for a second, uh, Joyce Harris-Cottman. Mm-hmm. She chopped wood and carried water.
2: She chopped wood and carried water, sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, for those of you listening don't understand that saying, that's one of those sayings that we – we use Sean uses it a great deal, which means you got to do the work. You got to do the heavy, the hard, the grunt work. You got to lay the foundation. And once you've done that, you gotta keep ca- chopping wood and carrying water. It doesn't stop.
2: Absolutely. And she was able to take desperation into domination, baby.
1: <laughs> Gosh, you got you got so many great sayings. I'm trying to write them all down. You know, I put them all in my report, my my weekly 515. At the bottom of every 515 is a Sean saying. I, I don't know if you know that, but I always quote a Sean Harris saying at the bottom. Under lessons learned, right? I always, I always have a Sean Harris saying. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I think it's going to be the Kentucky Derby one this week. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You've got, you've got more sayings than anybody, more colloquialisms than anybody I've ever heard, and it's awesome. <laughs> so hey, I, you started from the bottom, now
2: I learned, you kind of I learn a learned. lot.
1: Learn a lot about that. But, you know, um, so you chose the hard way. Yeah, you, you chose the difficult path, which is kind of your history anyway. I mean, you're a former Marine. That's yeah. not easy. Yeah, that's not easy. You could have joined any branch of the service, right? I, I, right. That's a, that's your choice, and you I went with it. what is probably recognized as the as most difficult.
2: And that's the reason why I joined it. I said, "Hey, I want that blood stripe on the side of my."
1: Yeah.
2: my um, I pretty much I was the easiest recruit for the Marine Corps ever. <laughs> you know, I came in to the office. And, you know, I asked the, you know, first I saw the commercial, The future the Proud and the Brave. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's me. I want to do that, right? It's the hardest branch. When I looked it up, it wasn't the internet at that point, right? Right, right. So I asked around. It was like, oh, man, it's the hardest branch, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, that's what I want to do. And then I went into the recruiting office, and I was like, hey, what's the fastest you can get me out of here, right? He was like, what you mean? You know, I said, what's the fastest you can get me out of here? He said, we probably can ship you in two weeks. I was like, sign me up. I'm out. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, well, you got to run, you know, um, you a know, mile or two miles in a certain time frame. You need to do um, pull-ups and uh, sit-ups, right? And, uh, you know, pass, you know, ASVAB test. I was like, all right. And that's, that same day, I was in jeans, bro. Mm-hmm. I was in jeans. Ran, I broke all the records,
3: mm-hmm.
2: everything they had. You know, broke it all. He was like, at this point, I was in a a town called Salisbury, Maryland, which is probably about a three hour um, drive or whatever to Baltimore. That's when the local MEPS were, right? He was like, hey, well, this is what we can do. You you did all of this, you know, early. We'll take you to the MEPS that morning. And if you pass your ASVAB that morning, um, we'll get you ready and get you ready process to take you out to Paris Island. And um, I did all of that in two weeks and that's been my story and to kind of you know double down on what you said about me always taking the tough route i mean if you think about my athletic career i mean you have to figure that i was a volunteer you know i came in the door the hard way through college athletics right i was a high school coach and then you know i volunteered at the juco level right worked my way through there and then I volunteered at the four-year level, then worked my way up, and then became a dean of athletics, right? So I never had it easy. So, But through all of that, I was able to do multiple jobs that got me ready because I volunteered for everything, right? So I've always believed in giving out more customer service than what you get compensated for. So you wouldn't even know that at the time when I was volunteering, that I was a volunteer because I didn't miss anything.
3: Mm.
2: I was at every game, at every practice and I wasn't asking for anything. Now, during these time frames where I volunteered, I've always had the ADs come to me and say, hey, we need to give you this money. We need to up your, your salary, this and that. I never took it, right? I never took a dime, right? Until I got paid on my own. I never took a dime when I was a volunteer. I said, hey, I started as a volunteer. I appreciate you acknowledge and recognize what I'm doing, but I'm not gonna disrupt your budget because you underestimated my talent. I'm gonna work it out. So I always worked out the years that I had as a volunteer. And um, so I get it, you know, when it comes to uh, putting in your time in athletics. Uh, So um, I think that gives me a unique perspective, you know, about this athletic game. And it allows me to have this relentlessness that I pass on throughout my coaches and and our trainers and our athletic staff, our support staff, that we're just never gonna be um, mediocre here,
1: right?
2: So we we never signed up for that, and oh. um, I okay. think that's helped us.
1: How long were you a marine?
2: Ooh, you know what? Um, four years inactive, mm-hmm. eight because you know I was on a like a, a kind of trashy deal. Nobody likes their recruiting recruiters, right? Uh, right, right. Um, but but it it was cool for me. But total of eight, you know, yeah. Uncle Sam's property for eight years,
1: and during wartime.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I did the evacuation troops of Somalia, did Westpac. Um, I spent more time overseas um, than I did uh, stateside. So you name it, I was there. Um, most of your conflicts, I was, I was there. Um, got a, you know, it was, it was a phenomenal um, run. I mean, I, I had a great run, met some great people. Um, you know, I, I can't complain about my military background and 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 what, you know, how it shaped me because it, it did. It, it allowed me to grow up pretty quick, you know, and it allowed me to see the world in a lot of different lenses. So I'm a patriot at heart, man. So you're always going to see me no matter what circumstances America is in. You know, I'm always going to have uh, my hand over top of my heart mm-hmm. whenever uh, all the things that play to resemble who we are, right? But but I do understand that hey, um, you know, when I signed up, I signed up for the freedom and the liberty for everyone. So you don't have to have my view for me to support you because this is what makes us so great. But um I'm all about the women's movement, women's equal rights. You see mm-hmm. me a big oh, yeah. advocate of that. Yeah. I'm all about diversity, inclusion, and equity, right? And we do a great job of trying to be the tip of the spear there you know in those uh, areas and as you, you understand we we embrace you know the lbgbtq and yeah. plus divinity so mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know uh, i think we do a good job of uh covering all the bases uh, oh yeah it's us american and, and shout out to one of our coaches presla who just became
3: mm-hmm.
2: a usa citizen which is huge
3: yeah yeah. And
2: um, so, shout out to him and his family. He was proud. I saw them as sharp as I ever seen them in a nice suit, looking good, waving that American flag, and that's what it's all about, baby.
1: Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he's our water polo coach.
2: Absolutely, man. I want everybody to get this slice of American pie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Hey, but, how- but hey, but let me st- let me st- yeah. let me say st- this one thing before we go there. I don't want to paint this picture to think that everything's equal because it's not. We know that, right? Yeah. We're but still f- our- still fighting the fight, right? And Black folks are still marching, man. And there are some disparities, right? But we got to keep the hope, right? And it's still the power of one. So we all come together, right? And we can continue to make this this uh, America what we want it to be, mm-hmm. what we want it to be, uh, to um, pretty much reflect what we see now. And But we can't do that without us being together. So we, yeah. we got to be together on this.
1: Yeah, you know, we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah. So- yeah, it's better than it was, obviously, but it could still be better than it is. So absolutely we're working toward that. So, you know, the story listening to you speak, um, you know, things have, have worked out well because you've chopped water and or pardon me, you've chopped wood and carried water, but your life seems to have been met with a great deal of adversity. Yeah. yeah. You know, the way where you grew up, the way you grew up, you know, you you had to fight for everything that, that, uh, that you have now. Yeah. And you just, how old were you when you joined Marines? When you I mean, signed up, you know, I think I was
2: 17, 18, I believe 18, really? 18. 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta
1: 18. be 18. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that, yeah. How did you meet your wife?
2: Yeah, I was out here in Cali. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I was out here in Cali. I was, I was in the Marine Corps at the time. Um, you know, that was a great day for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And 25
1: years for that, to, Yeah, I was going to say you have a big anniversary coming up.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I know you've been uh, helping me with my audibles. Oh. <laughs> pandemic! Um, I need to step my game up, though. You <laughs> know story. what I'm saying? So,
1: you still yeah. have a little time. I, I do. I think, yeah, I you, do. Yeah. All right. I tell you what, now that we're talking about adversity, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the adversity that you and I have met. As we were making our picks for the NCAA tournament,
2: Ooh, we, man, that was ugly.
1: Oh, <laughs> it was, it was yeah. so bad. Oh, you know what? Here, let me ask you a question. Um, because uh, you know, I've got on the computer. I'm looking at both the men's and the women's brackets that right. are left. Right. And why is it that there are so fewer upsets in women's basketball and sports in general than there are in men's? There are so many high seeds in the in the men's bracket that are still left but in the women's bracket it's usually the number ones and twos that make it all the way through uh it's been that way for a long time you know it's the same uh maybe eight teams in the on the women's side that you can almost count on every year to get to the sweet 16 and the final four the men's seed there always seems to be at least one that's an eight seed or a 12 seed and they make a run and you know if you're looking at it now uh you you know we're looking at sweet 16 uh, by the time this, this goes live uh, it's going to be past that, but there are a uh, one, two, three, um, know, four, there are at least four double digit seeds still alive. And, and I mean, some of the other ones are higher. There's six seeds, seven seed, eight seeds that are still a bit, that are still going, or, you know, there's, there's a 15 seed <laughs> still, still in it.
2: Well, you know what? I mean, it's really a comprehensive question really if you think about it like we can just say it on the surface from a fan but if we go back to what we know right I mean far as the participation of um, young women in sports in general depleting we can just fast forward to say that it's not many athletes right to pull from in in any sport for women's right and some of that has to do with the lack of you know coverage that the media gives what less than 4%, right? So we don't have, they don't have a lot of talent to pull from. So then the blue bloods, you know, the established programs like UConn, Tennessee and Stanford and Mm -hmm. those teams, you know, tend to out recruit, right? Because of budget and, and so forth, because of just the disparity of men's and women's sports. Right, not enough resources, and even though we have Title IX, hey, shut up with that because we've just seen recently in this March Madness the disparities of the NCA just doing the bare minimum for women. Right, right. So, so we know that what I'm saying is true. We it's evident, right? We see that. So, and then the women's game, because you know, I'm just speaking from a basketball standpoint since we're talking about the the you know march madness scene you know you got more continuity and cohesiveness with teams because normally they stay four years right so Uh, that's true you know so when they dominate they dominate for a while like that UConn women's team has a chance to really dominate because that's a freshman group you know South Carolina you know those things it's not to say that teams can't come up but the coaches don't rotate as much as the men's coaches do. And you don't see the transfer portal is blown up, right? Mm -hmm. With, um, you know, athletes looking for different situations because it's not many, right? So, and and then when you go to other sports, it's even worse. If we talk about tennis, right? D1 tennis, that's worse, right? You can barely find, um, you know, women athletes, right? Because of all of these things. So I just hope that we look real, um, we take a real, micro approach to the grassroots level Hmm. of women's sports and and we can resurrect some of these things by giving these opportunities by exciting young women to want to get out there stop trying to put them in a closet or in a box and say you can't do this you can't do that allow them to do everything they want to do Uh, and I think we'll start seeing some difference
1: yeah yeah you make some interesting points about the women's game, uh, they don't—they don't necessarily leave college early to go play professional basketball. They're there yeah. for four years. Yeah, it's true. There, there seems to be uh, obviously all the number ones are still in it, uh, and those are the number ones that we know of for years. And all the number twos are still in it. We're talking about, uh, UConn, NC State, Stanford, and South Carolina. The number twos are Baylor, Texas A&M, Louisville, Maryland. The highest seeds obviously make it through but as an example the lowest seeds in the women's brackets that are still available there's three number sixes but that's that's it there are no number sevens at all there's a four there's a three uh there's a a couple of fives in there everything else is ones and twos but the men's side is just crazy and you know there's only a handful of women's teams that dominate you know the number ones and twos there's eight teams but on the men's side there are a lot of powerhouses and traditional powerhouses you know, UCLA had a pretty good run. Unfortunately, they're, um, uh, they're going to meet up with Alabama, and we're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. The Pac-12 traditionally doesn't get any love in basketball, but four teams are still in it as we're talking about the Sweet 16. 25% of the bracket is from the Pac-12. So let's go ahead and start, and, and I want to get your opinion on uh, on the games going forward. Um, the first one is a number eight, Loyola versus Oregon State. Oregon State's the number 12. They've had a heck of a run. They won the Pac 12, but then Loyola won their their conference as well. Who do you got in that one?
2: You know what? I am picking um, Oregon State, right? I'm picking Oregon State. I think they're on the roll. I think uh, Tinkle got his guys rolling. Mm-hmm. I got biases. We got a lot of kids that I know um, uh, on that team. Uh, Kenny Franklin, who is yeah. the lead yeah. assistant. Uh, son plays on that on that team but they're they're poised right now they're playing a good brand of basketball you got ethan uh thompson is uh being a beast pretty much put the team on his back you know along with lucas shooting i think they're gonna surprise um uh, a lot yep. of people
1: Oh, they already have you know, they're a number 12 and what they, well, they won, won the, the conference. Pac-12. They won the conference. Yeah, yeah. they won the tourney. Yeah. yeah. Although you know what? I'm gonna be the dissenter. I am a Pac 12 guy, obviously, but you no know, Loyola Chicago has done this before. Sister Jean is now 101 years old and she listen, still gets to the games.
2: Listen, sister Jean, hey, can somebody just steal her DNA right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead and just this whatever she's drinking. Yeah, sister. I want some. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen, yeah. She, I mean, but listen. I'm sorry, Sister Jean. It's all gonna come to an end. You Here. think? You
1: think time's over? Okay, time's up. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna dissent. So you take Oregon State now. I want to take Oregon State. No, I you think don't. No I, you I don't. do. I do. I took them. I took them all the way to this point. I took Oregon State all the way to this point. I think I'm switching over to Loyola. You're not gonna get away with this right
2: now. You <laughs> okay. just got your little Pac-12 card revoked right now. So don't think that the Pac-12 people don't understand what you just did here. You came from the Conference of Champions. That's Matter it. of fact, it was Pac-6 when you was rolling around. This <laughs> In baseball, it was back think, then. I think Jesus and Moses was on the team. <laughs> like, this is how long you've been a part of it. And then you just going to go against because Sister Jean's 101? <laughs> now, you know, I mean, how are you going to just turn your back on the west coast like that bro. Mm. oh you're making it hard i'm just saying like you after this you you even going to be able to be seen in the streets of i can't can't show my face Mm-mm. all right in these oh, to Irvine, you can't show you you can't show yourself
1: i don't know i don't know man it's just i'm yeah i want to take oregon state because i've taken them all the way to here no, I picked them don't. all the way to here. No, you don't. You're a hater right now. But now, yeah. But now I'm switching. I'm. I, oh my god. I'm such a. Oh man. I'm such a lily. I'm such a lily. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's an eight versus a twelve. So I'm going to take Loyola. You could take okay. Oregon State. The second game is number one Baylor versus Villanova, and these are the games that are on Saturday, March 27th. Yep. Again, this may air after that. But uh, who you got, Baylor or Villanova?
2: We got Baylor, man. Baylor yeah. done found, hit a switch. Villanova um, really got lucky. Um, they didn't yeah. play well. The first mm-hmm. half of that game, they won. They pulled it out, but they should have been a dominant performance. I mean, no disrespect to Jay Wright. He's one of the smoothest dudes in college oh, basketball. Yeah. But uh, Baylor's rolling, man. Okay? I mean, you know, um, I think they're going to finish their breakfast and go ahead and take those boys out.
1: Okay. You know what? I... I'm gonna go with Baylor. I want to take Villanova, but I gotta go with Baylor. I think Baylor's the better team. Villanova, too many inconsistencies, as you said. You know, there there are games that they should have won a little easier, and they struggled down the stretch. And this is you can't you can't struggle at this point. The cream has to rise right here. So right. I think it's definitely Baylor. All right, the third game is number three, Arkansas, number fifteen, Oral Roberts. Hey, you know this is gonna be an
2: interesting uh, matchup. Uh huh. Um, number one, I mean. Because Arkansas plays very, very well, yeah, but they can get inconsistent,
1: and they struggled in their last game.
2: Yeah, they can be inconsistent, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, what's that? Wu picks Sui. You know, we hear from uh, Hardaway all the time. That's yeah. modern, right? <laughs> yeah. Arkansas. So uh, I- I'm gonna go ahead and say Arkansas is gonna win this. Okay. I think Moody's gonna go off in this game for at least thirty. But but the kid uh, from Oral Roberts, man, okay, I mean, he's been in his bag. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the uh, – Abrams, right? Yeah. Yep. Max, right? So I think he he's going to sizzle out this game. That's what I'm predicting. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm predicting that he's going to sizzle out. Not that he's not going to be stepping up to the moment because he already did that. But, I mean – You know, I was listening to Barkley, Charles Barkley, and he was like, isn't this ironic that um, an old Arkansas Nolan Richardson team Mm -hmm. used to have, what was it, five minutes of hell or whatever?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. uh, Or Roberts, what's the irony of that? Yeah. You know, Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. I don't too much listen to Charles beyond the stupidity stuff, but – yeah. unless he's going to cut the check for West Cliff Athletics.
1: <laughs> we should ask. Why don't we ask? You know? you know,
2: But, you know, when I look at it, I just think that Arkansas um, is going to be tough.
1: Yeah, you know, Arkansas seems to be, and I've watched them play a little bit here and there, one of those teams that sometimes plays down to their competition. Oh, they're
2: going to play down. I think it's going to be a dogfight, but I think uh, Moody going to pull it out for that group, as long as his, his folks recognize that he's the man right? Because exactly. the last game they struggled, they act like they didn't know who the guy was, right? Yeah. And this is what happens when you get to the stage. Everybody trying to get in the paper. Everybody trying to make a name. But you got to run with who brought you there. And as far as I'm concerned, he's that apple dog. You know, Moses Moody need to get the ball uh, every time. And then he need to defer when he wants to defer. And if they mm-hmm. do that, then um, you know, I think they're advancing. If not, that? then um, you know, they're
1: going home. Yeah, and I, you know what? It it I Arkansas is clearly the better team. When they play their brand of basketball and they play very good defense as well, Oral Roberts is just on a run right now, but I gotta go with Arkansas. I'm I'm gonna be loyal to Hardaway because for one reason his daughter is a wildcat. You know she goes to the University of Arizona and she's a cheerleader. So I I gotta be loyal to, to uh
2: Oh now you trying to be, now you're trying to uh, be loyal to Pac 12 again?
1: No, that's I'm uh it, it oh, we have a oh, okay. connection to the okay. University of Arizona.
2: So you said you both are mild cats. I get it.
1: I get uh, it. Okay. You're going to tell him that? You're going to tell him his daughter's a mild cat? Oh, he already knows his daughter's a mild cat. <laughs> okay. He already know that.
2: You <laughs> know what's so fun about it. Like my, my son, uh, Deontay, was a mild cat too. You know, yeah, he was there for a little bit. You know, he was there for a little bit. And that's when, you know, we had to pull him out of that. Uh, tough situation, you know Say, mm. saying? You know, you don't want to be out there. You can get lost
1: out there. There's too many distractions. Too yeah. many distractions. All right. Game number four is number two, Houston, versus number 11, Syracuse. Hey, I'm going with the Qs. You know what I'm You know saying? something? I am too. That's crazy. I, You know, it's there. Are, man, Houston looks great. They really look great. The five slamma jamma is hey, they, but they
2: were, they were limping a little bit to me. Mm, this last okay. team, I, I I just felt like they had a slow start, but I'm thinking Buddy Beheim, you know, got yes. the green light from Daddy. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, what you gonna do? Not 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 let him ride home with you on the way <laughs> back from the game, and he's shooting ridiculous right now. He is. So
1: that's he. If you can ride a hot hand like that, you can listen. ride one player to. If you've got one hot guy, one dominant player, you can okay. ride that person all the way to the final four.
2: And they playing loose, man. They're playing loose, and their defense is always an amoeba, right? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, they're, so a number, I, they're a number 11 seed. What do they got to lose? You know, you hey. might as well let it go.
2: Right. And you know what? I think that 11 seed for them was gracious because I thought they were at least, you know, uh, 13, 14, 15, maybe, you yeah. know, to be honest. So I think they got placed very, very well. Right. Um, you know, and, um, I, and, you know, and because of that, we see this run but you know the orange is rolling baby
1: mm-hmm. and they know how to win they got a coach who's a proven really? winner I, whether you like him or you don't he's got a championship he, he's put yes. together some pretty good teams and some yes. pretty good players oh I, yeah i can't argue with bayhunt yep yep okay all right so now that those are uh let's see the banker's life and i think are you at hinkle or are you at banker's life we
2: might be at hinkle i like hinkle too man hinkle's right. a little more Um, I mean, you know, that's Baylor's uh, home gym, if those who don't know, and it has a little bit more of an old feel and closeness to it because of the size difference Mm
3: -hmm. Mm
2: in bankers, you know, so you feel like you're right over top of the action, or at least I did, you know. So
1: that's where you are, right? You're in Hinkle? Yeah, I think we're going to be in Hinkle on Sunday. Okay, all right, so uh, the first game. Pretty much a no-brainer for you and for us and for most of the world. Number one Gonzaga versus number five Creighton. Right. Uh, who you got?
2: Well, you already know.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. You already course. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Creighton's been a little inconsistent. They had, you know, they they struggled toward the end. They had a, a three or four game losing streak there, I think, hey, toward the I'm end of the regular season. I'm
2: internally conflicted with, with Creighton, like because of the comments that the coach made that felt like he was really, really let off. Very, very soft. Yeah. Right. And, and I can't even get past that, to be honest with you. So, you know, I'm hoping we turn it on and and really be up by like 50. (laughs) Well, you might be, you know,
1: there, there was an amazing article on ESPN the other day about Jalen Suggs athletic career up to this point, because he was the first, player i think or first man in in history not just a minnesota because he's from the state of minnesota uh to be mr football and mr basketball yeah in the same year absolutely yeah and obviously they they um project him to be a lottery pick he he kind of runs hot and cold you know there are some times out there where he he might have three points and and uh four turnovers and you know a couple of rebounds and then he turns it on but you know there's no there's really no weakness on that team because if kisper's hot and he's hitting from the outside and he has been doing that this entire tournament um and, and you know if he's mr outside and you got timmy and mr inside a Yai can hit from anywhere. You know, it's just, it's one of those teams that really doesn't have a weakness, even off the court, you know, their coaching staff. So it's 30, I think it was 31% or 38% of all brackets picked Gonzaga to win the championship. And right. Was, I mean, it wasn't here, even close.
2: But here's the deal, though. Like, I mean, you've been on great teams, right, at the college level. Mm. I've been on great teams and great teams in life. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest, your biggest adversary is expectations. Huh,
3: yeah.
1: You that's, know? well I mean, said.
2: That's, that's bigger than the opponent.
1: Very well um, said,
2: you know, cause it, it follows you everywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? It follows you everywhere. Right. And, and that's what you see in right. And, but I, I really believe the coaching staff and the athletes and the administrators, everybody's involved in the Zag way of how they get it done in the culture. Right. Has been able to allow um, that not to be a pressure you know that's not a pressure for them you know and, and um uh, Billy Jean King said Pr- pressure is a privilege right yeah, yeah. so i, I think they' the the zags are epitome of embracing that pressure is a privilege right mm-hmm. and to your point i think it is a lot of killers through through that lineup um you know i i got it. i know a guy that's number 55 that stay hot every day. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, if yeah. that number gets called, you're not losing anything. But, hey, but if uh, yeah, another number yeah. gets called, you're not losing anything. You're just playing a different um, style of basketball, right? Yeah, but I yeah, would believe we're, we're probably one of the deepest teams uh, out there.
1: Yeah, there's no drop-off. It doesn't matter who's on the, on the court. There doesn't seem to be any fall-off uh, or necessarily lo- obvious loss of talent when, uh, you know, the next guy comes in. They're they're But they're so cool. You know, you watch them play and they don't panic. You know, nobody nobody is panicking. Nobody's running around like an idiot. They all just seem to stay cool. They know their game. They all complement each other very well. And obviously it starts from the top. So it's it, just it's a complete it's a complete listen, team.
2: I'm just going to say this. okay Now, shout out to the senior point guard of Oklahoma. You know, the Oklahoma coach just retired. Yep, Lon Krueger, 45 that was years most, later. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think his son on the coaching staff, too, so maybe yeah. he'll take over, whatever the case may be. But let's not act like Reeves didn't eat <laughs> against yeah. the dagger. Yeah. Like, Reeves were, is, was in his bag all night long. Mm-hmm. He got in foul trouble early, but he couldn't be stopped. All they hoped to was to just contain that young man. Yeah, I mean he was in his bag deep. Okay, he was like the he was like the fries at the bottom of the bag, man. He was money. It was good, you know. And and we won that battle and took that will because we put the clamps on them. Nobody wants to talk about this. We have great offense, but what changed that game was it was a great adjustment by the coaching staff when we started shutting down lanes and locking up and mirroring up, and doubling that dribble handoff, and before you know it, the clamps was on, right? And it was no more oxygen, Mm -hmm. right? And and that got us through, right? And then we just pulled away, and it was over. And let's not talk about, nobody want to talk about how Timmy is, you know, he could have easily been uh, the player of the year for the WCC, easily, right? And, and, And I'm telling you, he was an ATM. He was a walking bucket, man. Okay, dudes in the spin cycle, I mean, he he was killing it, right? He was the ATM, and, um, and he carried us. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, Timmy carried us uh, last game, and uh, in order for us to get past Creighton and moving forward, like, everybody's going to have to contribute and do their role and play their game. But it's good to see that at any time, next man up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it. you know, th- there's no panic in them uh, as evidence. I mean, most of their uh, regular season, they weren't challenged very much until they played BYU and they were down by 12, but they didn't panic. Well coach, you know, but here's the
2: deal though, coach. And, and I'm not trying to correct you, but I am going to um, challenge you a little bit on this. You're challenged every time you step before, because you have internal demons, coach, you know, this with team. Mm-hmm. You know, controlling your own ego and and tempo of what you do, being consistent, that's the biggest thing ever, you know, with coaching, is can you be consistent every night you come on the floor? That's hard in itself, right? Especially when you can't feed off of fans. You don't have billboards, right? So it's not that they wasn't challenged. How many times have you stepped on your own toes and fell and tripped? Mm -hmm right it happens out here in the field of competition so i just want to say that they're well coached they're they're they even killed. this is one of the best teams that i've seen that has the highest emotional intelligence that i've seen and i think that's the reason why you keep referencing that they you know they don't you patient they don't get sped up right. you know they're not panicking because their emotional intelligence and their belief in self and there are others, right, allows that to happen. But we know as coaches, right, we've all been on that sideline. You have to mimic those things as much as you can in practice and in film, and they're, they're, they're coached up, bro. I mean, that's the only way you weather a storm is what's been put in you. You cannot pour from an empty cup, man. So hats off to few and the coaching staff and, and for – the student athletes embracing that and taking the challenge and accepting that coaching because if it doesn't happen, they would be eliminated, right? Because here's the deal. The biggest challenge this year, right, to offset what you were saying is when they had to take 11, 12 days off and then play the biggest game ever, right, on the schedule after the pandemic. And they came out and smashed, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. They had,
1: a, you know, they had COVID the concerns time. early. Yeah, as a matter right. of fact, Do- Dominic even had co- I mean, oh, not yeah. he didn't have COVID, right? But he was contact traced out. Yeah, of, absolutely. You know, off the side. But so. I mean,
2: they they that was almost two weeks, man. And then yeah. here's what nobody want to talk about. The quarantine and, and all the testing coming into March Madness sit programs out for like 11, 12 um, games before you play your first game.
1: Right, right. Baylor. So, Baylor went through the same thing.
2: Right. And how did they do? They didn't yeah, do so well. They didn't, they so didn't so do well. very
1: well, right? How right. did
2: Virginia do? How did Virginia do? Not yeah. so well, right? Then it had a good home early. Yeah, right? good point. So mm-hmm. internally, keeping these demons together and keeping your uh, team motivated and all track, coach. I think we're seeing some of the best coaching we've ever seen in college basketball under these circumstances.
1: Yeah, you make a good point. Absolutely correct. Uh, and that, keep, that gets brought up on TV, too, under these circumstances, because this is not a normal year, obviously. So I, so I should be on TV, is what you're saying? Probably. How come you're not? Because <laughs> they got a better radio voice. <laughs> like, you know, I got a face that's made for radio, so that's why I'm not on TV. <laughs> all, right, so, all right, so we're both taking Gonzaga. All right, there are a couple yep. more. Number one, Michigan. Number four, Florida State. I'm going with Jawan Howard, man. He got yeah, I, I, exactly. I, I got. I, I. I believe in the guy. He's done an amazing job in the short time that he's been there. He, he got a number
2: five, baby. What you expect? Came from yeah. Miami, played a long career, professional. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he yeah. got his boys ready.
1: Yep. Okay, we're both in agreement. All right. Next game, number two, Alabama, number eleven, UCLA. Hey, listen here. I know who you're going with.
2: You know, listen. I'm going to go eight claps, right? I'm going to go eight claps. Okay. But that's against my heart right now. Uh
3: Uh-huh. All right.
2: It's against my heart, right? Because I know Alabama's the best team, but I think UCLA is the hottest team right now. And, you know, Johnny Juzang. Yeah, he's playing lights out. Uh, Jaime's playing lights out. Um, Of course, we got, you know, I got love for, you know, um, Jake Kyman and, and, and what he plays and contributes to it. But I just see UCLA, Cronin got those dudes playing right now. Mm. They feeling themselves. I mean, they looking great. They playing stiff defense. Um, man, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go with the West Coast, which is the best coast. Mm. And, I, and that's kind of sacrilegious for me to say that. I was born on the East Coast, and I, I grew up thinking that the West Coast was soft than Charmin. you know mississippi cotton so soft and then when when i got out here and started coaching in the grassroots scenes all the way through and brought my boys through we kind of changed some things and changed my perspective on uh, what's going on and i really believe that the best basketball is coming out of the west coast right now Mm -hmm. for at least the last five years um if not more Mm -hmm. so Uh, Just look in the NBA and and check the records. Look at how great the Pac-12 has been throughout this conference. I think we got so many uh, different um, data sources that's that's, uh, proven what I'm saying correct. But my heart is saying that UCLA will win this game, but Alabama is the better team.
1: Okay, I'm taking Alabama.
2: Yep. <laughs> well, I, I I expected you to go against the Pac-12. You already showed where your loyalty was.
1: Well, I can't go against them in the next game. Oh, okay. Okay. Number, okay. The next game is number six USC, number seven, Oregon. I already know who you're taking. I'm taking the same team. Yeah.
2: Moby Brothers all the way. Yeah, and Jay Hart. Jay Hart and Eric Mobley. Yeah. This is a yeah. great, great staff, man. Great staff.
1: Absolutely. Now, if Gonzaga wins, let's just say when Gonzaga wins. If, USC wins,
2: about we meet each other
1: in the Elite Eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's going yeah. to be emotional. Listen
2: here, look, I text some folks, you know, um, and told them, you know, can't wait to see you in the Elite Eight, you know, mm. but I, I stopped there, right? Because now, you know, we're talking about, you know, going at each other, right. right? And I can tell you, if we advance and if USC advance, I'm nervous about that. Right, because I know all the kids on USC, right? I've seen them play from grassroots all the way through. USC is a long, lanky team, mm-hmm. super athletic. It can go either way. That game mm-hmm. can go either way. Now, here's the deal, though. I'm here to tell you, okay? Now, they got – USC has some pixie dust the last game because they damn sure don't be shooting those 60% from the three-point line, Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, oh, some yeah. Things that's going on, all right? That's not them. But they are a great defensive team when they want to defend. Now, this is the same USC team who, you know, uh CBU took to overtime and, mm-hmm. and UC Riverside took the overtime. But I think they have grown oh, yeah. since then.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're firing in all cylinders. You know, they got Ethan Anderson, but, like, he's healthy again um they got bubacar which i love him dream vision guys max polo is killing it like they they looking really really good that's a scary matchup for me yeah in the elite eight
1: let's not forget about andy enfield who's done a real good job you
2: know what um dom was heavily recruited at one point uh with usc Mm -hmm. so he could easily he could have easily went there yeah um yeah, I, I got no um, I got no quorums with um, with that. And and, 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 a, and and a good guy who recruited Dom uh, was Tony Bland. And I, I know um, a lot of people sully his name with his involvement in all that situation. But Tony Brand, Bland is a, a stand up guy. Um yeah. What I've known him to be. And I'm always going to support him. So okay. he, he did a hell of a job of. Uh, Recruiting us while he was there, sure, heart and everybody, and we appreciate them. But I'm going Zags all the way for sure.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this of all these teams that are left, and we just talked about USC, who do you think is the biggest threat to Gonzaga, and who do you have Gonzaga playing in the championship game? Well, you know, my bracket was busted from day one. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of them after that first round. Of the 15 million brackets that were turned in on ESPN, only 108 brackets were still perfect.
2: Yeah. You know, it, I, I had I had originally, I had Gonzaga and Illinois.
1: So did I. That's who I had. I had Illinois uh, playing for the championship.
2: Right, right. And um, But, you know, that's, that's not going to happen for right. sure. Obviously. Um, yeah. You know what? Um, everybody's a threat at this point right? everybody's a threat. Um, we know um, pressure can be a situation for everybody. We mm-hmm. know that people's hearts start to, to speed up after you get past the uh, sweet 16, you know, and, and one of my old coaches, you'd like to say, you know, don't let your booty hole clamp up, you know. Yeah. Just, you know
1: <laughs> I have a saying, I have a saying about that too, something close to like you can't put all a lot, you can't pull you can't pull a needle out of it with a John Deere tractor, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yep.
2: So, so we know, you know, the hands get a little bit sweaty, yeah. you know. Uh, we, 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 know it gets a little mm. tight, right? So, um, so anybody can be beat after this week sixteen for sure. That's when it comes down to who wants it the most, who's more disciplined, mm-hmm. who executes, who's, who follows the game plan to a T without deviation, who's willing to take all the 50-50 balls, do all the intangibles, um, you know, but it's going to start on the defensive side, right? And that's the reason why, like I said, if, if USC gets to the Elite Eight, I'm a little nervous because, uh, hey, they got Evan Mobley, baby. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. You know, and He's a generational player. And, you know, not only did he win um, the freshman of the year of the Pac-12, he won the defensive of the year, and he's on the Naismith, Portless for the most defense, the best defensive player in the nation. Right. And he's averaging over three blocks a game. So things in the middle gets a little hectic, you know, when he's there. And um I sometimes get a little concerned about our three-point shooting, but I'm I'm speaking from a fan, not from a coach yeah, perspective. Yeah. I'm not there. So um so only take what I say with a grain of salt, but you know, I get nervous. So uh, it's gonna be Really, really tricky. It's gonna be the best. This has already been for me the best March Madness that I've ever seen in my lifetime because mm-hmm. of all the parody and all the uh, upsets. I can't remember a time that I've seen this many upsets yeah, um, in March Madness. Um, so I'm I'm just excited. So if you if you love this game of basketball, and if your heart is not beating or skipping a beat, then you don't love this game. You yeah, know, I got to challenge you on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you live by the outside shot and you die by the outside shot, and for that reason, I'm going with Alabama, not to win the whole thing, but to make an even deeper run because they play an up tempo game and they shoot a lot of threes and they make a lot of threes. So I, I'm going to be, the, I'm taking Alabama to be the surprise.
2: I think Alabama is on record for the most attempts and the yeah. most picks, right this year, right?
1: Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, is that what you're
2: going to do when we when we play? I, I'm taking from the outside. <laughs> I'm, you, I, I'm, I should I'm be playing because you sore.
1: I'm, I'm not going go to need play. to shoot from the outside. I'm going to blow right by you. You're going to have to play a zone, a one-man zone. Did, didn't you say you sore?
0: Uh, yeah, but by the, the time when we,
2: and when we get, get out, out to play, I was going to get my walker.
1: that would not be a problem. I got
2: my walker. Sound like a little crybaby. Suck it up.
1: Yeah, all right.
2: All right. Hey, fine. You're on a diamond now. Do you, we need to cancel your practice? What do we need to do? You, you want the practice canceled so you can put on some Bengay? and work no, I,
1: I think I'll be all right. I got the analgesic <coughs> in my back and my back brace and I'm good. Hey, okay, while we have a couple minutes, let's switch over to the to the women's side. Now okay. we, we don't we're not gonna go through it absolutely every game. Why not? Okay, then let's do that. All right, number one, UConn women, versus I number five. We Iowa. About,
2: I thought we said we were about diversity, and now we're gonna shorten the women up. What's going on? Oh, all, right, right? all right, all right.
1: Let's let's do the whole thing. Number one, UConn. Number five, Iowa. I got UConn. It's easy to say, but you know that's the battle of the two top freshmen, probably maybe even the two top players, because Clark at Iowa went off for thirty-five points the other day.
2: She did. Yeah. She did. Let yeah. me tell you, Paige Buckets is Paige Buckets, and
1: that's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah, I know, and she's Player of the Year. Um, shut um, me
2: on with my check, man. Come on, yeah, Shut me on with it.
1: It's such an easy pick, UConn, the number one team in the nation. <laughs> you know, well. Yeah.
2: For some reason, we building greatness, and now you hating greatness? man. No, it's just you now you're,
1: you're taking the easy way, but I got to go with UConn. I got to go with UConn also.
2: <laughs> right. Don't 20. you pick them then? Don't you pick them if I'm taking the easy way.
1: All right, number two, Baylor, number six, Michigan.
2: Listen, I'm going with Michigan. I know that's kind of crazy because I think Baylor's the better team, but I think because you said it was no upsets, we're going to get one.
1: I don't know. It's hard to go against Baylor.
2: They're so well coached. Here's the deal too. They are so, I mean, come on, man. I mean, she, she's the best in the business. One of the best in the business, but look look, here, this is what I'm saying. Look, normally when it's an upset in women's, it's normally a buzzer beater. I'm saying buzzer beater.
1: That is true. Yeah. You know what? It's happened a lot with Notre Dame and yeah, you're absolutely right. And, uh, Gosh, that's a tough call. Yeah. You know, Baylor was the last, uh, I believe, the last uh, undefeated team. They, they were 40 and 0 one year when they had Brittany Griner.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I would be 40, you know, if I had Brittany Griner. Too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you should be. All right. Number one, NC State. Number four, Indiana. NC State. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Here's, here's, this is obviously my pick. Number two, Texas AM, who survived barely in overtime the last game versus number three. Arizona,
2: listen here. Every day of the week, I'm going
1: against Arizona. Every day of the week, and then twice on Sunday. Yeah, and you're and you're going to claim that you're a Pac-12 guy. Okay, you're, you're taking the Aggies. You're taking a Texas team. Although hey, you're hey, to Baylor, I, they're a Texas
2: listen, team. I don't do Wildcats. I do Wildcats, but I don't do Wildcats.
1: Oh my! well, they're the Aggies, so I got to – yeah, obviously I'm going with my alma mater. They took care of BYU pretty handily, and they've got Aerie McDonald. Who doesn't top
2: take, who doesn't the, take care of BYU pretty handily? Come on.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, well, ugh, I got to go with Arizona. All right. Uh, number one, South Carolina. Number five, Georgia Tech. Hey, Don Stanley, baby. I'm all day long. I all day long, yeah. All day, every day. Number number one, Stanford. Number five, Missouri State. Stanford, you know that. Yep, okay. Don't get number, better. Number two, Louisville, and here's a bit of a surprise. Number six, Oregon. Yeah, you know what, man? This is another upset. This is yeah. an upset for me. I'm saying Oregon. Yep. I am too. Man. Oregon. I think Oregon. Oregon's. I think it's too low of a ranking. I think they is should it be Oregon higher.
2: Or Oregon?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with Oregon because they're not gone. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I got Oregon, man. Okay. Number so two, man.
1: Maryland. Number six, Texas. I already know who you're taking. I already know I'm going with Maryland. Maryland, you've got to be. Yeah. Wow. they yeah. right now. That's what, what they're doing in the hotel. Right <laughs> they now. Jou- 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 What's it, What was the area code or the zip code? 21811, baby. There it Believe is. It. <laughs> okay. So, who you got winning the whole thing? UConn, man. UConn. Yeah. I <laughs> think, you know what? I, it, it looks like it's set up for UConn Stanford. Man, listen, I, I want it to be
2: UConn Stanford. And I can tell you right now, if I was in Vegas, I would be putting money on Stanford.
1: Yeah, they 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 look like the class. Uh, yeah. Great season. Now, so the bad beats. But I'm telling you, yeah.
2: I, I really believe that Stanford could get UConn if they play
1: heads up. They have, yeah. they have a chance. They have a yeah, chance. I think Stanford they might, been, they might be the only team that has a chance. But as you say, it'll be a buzzer beater.
2: Oh, it's going to be a buzzer
1: beater. Yeah. I think you're correct. And
2: then my only thing is, like, it is a bunch of freshmen over there at UConn. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they at some point, I will believe you hit a freshman wall, but sometimes you can just have so much talent you don't. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes the jump shots don't fall the right way, and, no, and freshmen have never been through anything and no substance, and a, and a great team
1: like Stanford can come get them. Yeah. Now, you know, the, UConn, as great as they are, might be a year ahead of themselves because next year they have – Maybe the best player in the nation coming in and Ozzy Fudd. Man,
2: here's like, that I don't story even, is an
1: unbelievable listen,
2: story. I don't even understand how they keep get, keep this talent rolling like this. And 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 here's what I want to say: like Gino doesn't get enough credit because he's on the women's side. Like what him and his staff been able to do for eons now, right? I mean, they own decades, bro. Right? They own decades. It's, it's, it's nothing short than amazing. And why isn't he celebrated as much as he should be?
1: Yeah, he's only won 11 national championships. Come on, man.
2: Uh, yeah. And, every, and year, every year he's finding the best talent coming through the door. Like, every year. I didn't think you can get better than
1: Paige until what you just said right now. Yeah, Ozzy Fudd. Can you imagine them? Come on. But the, right. but the names that have gone through there. Recently, a long time ago, it just the, all the biggest names of basketball. Yeah, and of course Tennessee is good, and all the other teams are good. But it it just if you're one of the top talents and you're being recruited, if you're, I don't even know, you got to go where the winning is. You know, you're, if you're recruited by UConn, you're going to be recruited by South Carolina and Stanford and Mississippi State and all the top teams. But every year, UConn is number one. They are, you know. But my
2: my whole thing is. Their practice has to be ridiculous. I, I'll go pay for their practice. Yeah, I'd, I'd pay to watch that too. Right. Absolutely. Oh, on, man. Sign me up. Live stream me. Mm-hmm. I'll give mm-hmm. you 1099 uh, <laughs> uh, practice.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. So we're in agreement then. We've got uh, obviously Gonzaga on the men's side. And we're taking uh, – who are we taking? We're taking UConn on the women's side, right?
2: Yeah, but I told you I got a silent bet if it's, t- if it's Stanford – on okay, the other right. side of Yukon, I All got right. a
1: silent bet in Vegas saying
2: that that Stanford, you know, and my silent bet is is ten cases of Diet uh, Mountain Dew. Just for the listeners, Okay, Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> All right. Let okay. me so the listeners understand, I'm not talking about cash. There's no need for us to have
1: any violations. Sir. Okay. All right. Mountain Dew's passable. I think that's okay. There's no violation. There's no level one violation with Mountain Dew. Now,
2: I don't know why we got to go to Vegas to make that bet, but hey. <laughs> Okay. It, it's only right.
1: It's only right. Oh, my goodness. All right. All of our picks are in. And uh, we're going to try to track it this time and see how we do. And uh, yeah, we obviously, don't, we don't have as many games to pick. So it's. Um, uh,
2: I was a little disappointed follow. that our, our Sun Devil didn't have that already. You know, our, our stat extraordinaire. Mm. Um been taking vacation. And, and, you know, I think the problem is because he's hanging around a mild cat too much, man. Mm. Um, so I'm going to have to check our production crew over there figure out what's going on. I think some mild cat has infiltrated our system.
1: Really and just slowed it down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, we're gonna obviously get our backsides on the court someday. And Listen, hold then, on. And then, then we're gonna, Listen, and then then we're and then we're, we're gonna, gonna see and up. then we're gonna see who the
2: slow one is. Listen, we said we're opening up right our first pep rally, right? With the game. Okay, the game of the year, man, that's going to be the game of the year. See, we got to have it early because I don't want to take away from the competition level for all of our other teams, because this is actually going to be the game of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Right. So, it's it's going to be the game of the year.
1: So, uh, what are we talking about? Like, are we talking about August, maybe, or I don't September? know? But we got to negotiate we timeouts. Yet? We need. We need to get this <laughs> Oh my god, We got to call timeouts. That's fine. Yeah,
2: we got to negotiate timeouts. I got to have a couple water breaks. We got to talk about the particulars here. We got to come to the negotiation <laughs> of the contract. I tell you what. Yeah.
1: I I will I will concede. I'll give you anything you want. You can you can write the ticket, you can write the terms, you can do any. You can have, well, you can like have is, your own referee. What
2: I would like is That's a stand-in. That's what I would like. I would like a stand-in. If you want to give me what I what I want, okay, I would like a body double. Okay, okay that
1: would that would be Brandon.
2: You know. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get into the hot tub, you know, in, in time machine, right? and take it back to about 88, I think I'd be okay.
1: All right. That's funny. Because Brandon Peterson, our, our sound and uh, extraordinary sound engineer who who runs all of this for us, would be a great stand-in for you. I hey,
2: think. Let, let me tell you, um, just because he's from Arizona State would be well enough mm. over those cheating Arizona Wildcats.
1: Mm. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. I know. I'm sure. I know you just want to say more. I, I agree, though, because I, I don't know. I, hey, I'm afraid they're going to get the death penalty Listen, for basketball. It I'm could trying, certainly happen. I'm trying to figure out who y'all didn't pay. You don't know see? Uh, yeah. there's. They have five level one violations against Ooh. their basketball team. Oh, so my uh, gosh, man. This will be I've interesting never
2: seen. See. This is some SMU stuff. We're I was just going to,
1: have have just to say, play. this is SMU oh, football.
2: Hey, oh, no. we're going to have to have a whole segment on that. And I know you don't want that. But it's only right
1: well I'll, I'll have a i'll have a stand in for that <laughs> when we do when we do that podcast i need a well, body I, a body I need, double.
2: You, I need you to explain to your alumni what's going on
1: yeah
2: I, with I the miller family i mean I you know the other really. miller out you know yeah. i'm out here in iu and they bounce him as soon as i came out here mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, um, yeah they cleaning up house maybe he he knew something
1: i don't know I don't know, but you know what? The way the coaching carousel works, you get fired one day and you get hired the next day. Man. So uh, so uh, it was, uh, as an example, Richard Patino.
2: Oh, got, yeah. Got
1: fired from Minnesota on a Tuesday and got hired on Wednesday by New Mexico. Crazy. Yeah, uh, hey, that, bro, deal might have, that deal might have been in the works before the official announcement of the firing.
2: Hey, so, let me tell you something. You talk, When I think about Patino, I think about, seven lives like a cat mm. you know i mean he i mean from the nba you know all mm-hmm. the way through and listen great job of getting iona in right mm-hmm. he always mm-hmm. produces right yeah. yeah and but that patino family always land on their feet
1: they do don't they Father always and son. Father yeah, and, son. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, and i don't know how it keeps happening because I what happened know. at what happened at louisville is is uh, just unbelievable it, Following that story with uh, with all the violations that they had and claiming that he didn't know what was going on, and in that instance, you got to have some kind of institutional control. You need to know what's going on. You can't say I did not know what's going on. That's your fault entirely. Hey, the
2: parties were ridiculous over there. <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I wish I would have been recruited by Louisville. Man,
2: hey, now here's the deal. The only issue now, Sherm, is that Arizona is going to make that looks like an appetizer. You think? Oh, yeah. When it, uh-huh. when we get, because we only got, we even got all the details. Probably right? not. Yeah. The stuff that's leaking, right, is heavy. So mm-hmm. you know the details.
1: Yeah. And there you might know. be more, there may be more allegations. Right now Listen. there's just the five level ones. It could be more than that when this is all hey, said and done. I'm, I'm still
2: trying to figure out how Kansas is out in the mix, because I heard Kansas was smack dab in the middle of it, right? Yeah, yeah. But yet, we haven't heard anything from Bill Self and and the Kansas Jayhawks. Besides, they got USC 34-piece the other night.
1: Oh, my gosh. They had the biggest loss in Bill Self's
2: career. They still had cover wagons rolling when they lost like that. I mean, they they only scored 51 points. Wells Fargo was just being established when (laughs) last time we got whipped like that.
1: Wow. Well, you know, the Blue Bloods this year were all down. Duke was down. North Carolina made the conference tournament, but even they got hammered. There's no Blue Bloods. No. They got run out of the tournament in the first round. First time that Roy Williams has ever lost in the first round. He was 29-0, and 0, and now he's 29-1, and 1, and it wasn't close. They lost by 30 points also. So uh, the, all those all those teams that are traditionally powerhouses, Kentucky this year, 9-15, and 9-16, mm. didn't even make the mm. tournament. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the balance of power, as you have said, to your point, has shifted to the West Coast. It has. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just,
2: kids are saying, I don't got to go to those Blue Bloods to make it no more.
1: Right. Right. And they're still going to go there because of their tradition and history. But they got to realize there's more choices now. There's a lot more choices. Now. You know,
2: I respect the athletes who want to create their own sunshine and, and beat to their own drum, you know, yeah. with other universities, you know, not the mainstream. Because that's why this tournament is so great this year, I believe, because it came down to experience and execution. And what we have seen, you know, in the past, and I'm not knocking one and done's and anything of that level of that nature. But what we have seen is the lack of cohesiveness and and togetherness. Right. And and no substance when you don't bond as a great team. Now, I've never been on a championship team on the collegiate level like you have. Sure, but I can, one can assume that those two ingredients make the cake. Does it not?
1: Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of ingredients, but you know, you, I I think back to that time and I was fortunate because I had a great coach and, and he was one of the pillars of the community, won three national championships, three-time coach of the year. Uh, He played in major league baseball before he was a coach. I had a great example to follow and that's how I like to, Hopefully do the same thing with the baseball team. Um, but you know, as, as great a leader as he was, we have great leadership here. And all you have to do is follow the great leadership and you'll be successful. That's what I'm trying to do.
2: Hey, well, look, you well on your way. Mm. And let's tell our view in public something that you confided in me in and saying about your beloved warriors. You believe, and I believe, number one, let me preface this statement by saying Sherm dog is the number one draft pick of the West cliff warriors family, West cliff warrior family, your number one draft pick first coach, you know, that I GM in here. Mm. So why wouldn't you not be the first coach to bring a championship through the doors?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like we're headed in the right direction. We've had, really good recruiting class and we're still recruiting we've got a great group of core guys back from a team that was uh, on its way to a really good season so i'm as confident now as i've ever been and we've got everything in place we've been we're very well supported by the university and the city of irvine we're under armor all the way we've got great facilities we've got the right leadership and academic uh, and athletic administration We're totally set up for success. There isn't any avenue that is an avenue down the wrong road. Every sport here is set up for success. We've been given everything we need to be successful. So, hey, I'm calling it already. I I said our first conference and or national championship is going to come from the baseball team. Unless, I said, unless it's a team that plays their season before we do. Hey, Coach Joey and his soccer team, they could do it.
2: Yeah. Hey. Well, you know, I tell you that, um, that's true. You know, they could. just is this as well as Coach Lancaster on the women's side.
1: Yeah, and and Coach Cook with the men's basketball team. He's done a great job there. Coach Rouse too. Exactly. Um, men's volleyball,
2: I think, is going to show promise. Yeah, Coach but, Mom. But, but 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 Sherm, I think you made one mistake though in your What's that? You failed to get this handsome, sizzling, left-handed pitcher <laughs> who threw out the last opening pitch, you failed to sign him. He's
1: still available. Really? Does he have any eligibility? He's got eligibility is what you're saying. Yeah, he got eligibility. Okay, I'm going to have to get Liddy Van Dursen on that. She is our compliance officer. I got I to gotta see. What the video,
2: we, what the we video is do. going viral. The video is viral. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know if you want the video to go viral, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey they say in marketing good or bad publicity is still that's publicity. true
1: absolutely even bad publicity is good oh my
2: god hey if it gives us if it, if it gets us to the next promised land then then go ahead and you know to my expense let it run you know all right all right
1: for the team okay yeah i don't know if we're going to use that on our marketing <laughs> video i'm not sure if it's going to help bring in recruits
2: it's, it's going to be on how not to pitch
1: that's all right you'll get another chance i'll bring in another time you can be our closer
2: hey listen all i gotta say is whoever the the catcher is it's going to be wild thing out there because I'm going to let that thing look. I got like almost, it, it'll be almost 18 months of frustration. I tell you what, we'll
1: do. We'll put three catchers out there in a line because I don't know where the ball's going to go. So we'll have three or four Listen, people ready. I'm
2: here to tell you, I don't even care. I might even close my eyes and just swing as hard as, man, <laughs> just swing as, hard as I can. I don't really care where it ends up. It's just not going to look the same. It's not going to look the same. Okay. I'm trying to take a head off. All right. So make sure you got the camera out there.
1: You're gonna buzz the tower, go Maybe. high and tight.
2: Hey, let me, when I tell you that I'm throwing some heat, okay, I'm
1: gonna throw some heat, man. All right, I'm just. I can't. Thing. I can't wait to see that. I really can't wait to see. You still have a little bit of time to warm up to get loose, you know. Because our Listen, first game is gonna need be to
2: warm up, man. I was being too. I uh, was being too nice. So when when I come back on the scene this time, I'm taking. I'm on throats, you know. I'm uh, taking. Okay.
1: the Next, with me. All right take a take a helmet up to the plate everybody
2: hey a lacrosse helmet they look pretty good though didn't
1: they yeah very nice very yeah. nice yeah and that's another thing again as i say it goes back to to the support that we get and under armor and the equipment that we have everything is top of the line so yeah you know, we're we are a good looking school that's going to play uh, as well as anybody expects and we're probably going to surprise a lot of people in a lot of sports a lot of sports not just the mainstream sports we're, we're as I say, everybody's set up for success. So it's going to be an exciting athletic year for the Westcliff Warriors. Absolutely. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, beep,
2: beep, beep, beep,
1: beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast, and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics, and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast.
0: Sanitas. Now they saying that I ball like Jerry West. Coming back for what is mine, can't take no less. I said go and take your shot. So I need your best. And stop the threats Don't know what is me. I don't got time, I'm not giving the energy. Too many people around me, I'm finicky. I dunno mess with you dog. you're not kidding me. You don't got way, way too close. I been up at the top now, so they all wait for the last up whose man's high through it all i stay the same i swear to god i can't lie been down so damn low that i came up for my life they talk way too much on the internet it's not real life i swear my fam waiting; and i can't lose and i'm still right still right